Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders with your hosts, Mark Ganey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. Welcome to episode number 59 of the Church Leadership Podcast. You know, you can find a great blessing even in the most difficult circumstances. Well, that's exactly what we have in this episode. Here we are in the middle of a, of a quarantine because of COVID-19, and Andy and I get the privilege of having a great conversation with our friend Steve Layton. Steve's been in ministry for years, but he's been a lead pastor for uh, almost a year. And he's the pastor at River Chase Baptist Church just outside of Birmingham, Alabama. And I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. And uh, before we get to the conversation, though, I want to remind you again, make sure you go over and subscribe and uh, like, uh, share, and review our podcast on any of your favorite podcast apps. Uh, so we're we're thankful and grateful we get to bring you this conversation with Steve Layton. On this week's episode, Mark and I get to have a conversation right now, not in person. It's kind of hard to do. <laughs> That's right. A conversation. It feels like we're in the same room with our good friend Steve Layton. Steve, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us. Oh, man, we've been looking forward to it for a long time, guys. And this time, the only thing we're missing is the barbecue. But other than That's that, right. it is great to be together, right? That's we exactly right. To, to make up for that and get 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 together for barbecue as soon as uh, we get the all clear. I'm no I'm doubt. hearing it barbecue and uh, some lemon pie, thinking we're going to be all in good shape. Maybe banana, banana pudding. pudding. Yeah, there you banana go. pudding, right. sweet tea. Listen, <laughs> uh, our original plan was for us all to be together uh, because we've been looking forward to this for a while. Ever since Steve came back into town, we'll talk about that in a minute. But you know, so I don't know when you're listening to this because we're not quite sure when this episode and this conversation is going to air, but we are recording it right smack dab in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic outbreak. And so for the first time ever on the Church Leadership Podcast, we are all three in separate locations. We are practicing social distancing together. And, uh, but we're glad, Steve, that you're here, even though, uh, even though we can't be in the same room. And, And, you know, let's talk about that for just a minute, because how long have you been at, at, at River Chase now? Well, it'll be a year next week, believe it or not. So, Ooh, Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, here's the thing. My very first sermon as a senior pastor was on Easter Sunday. That's right. I remember year. that. And so what a big day that was. Wow. Golly, time flies, Steve. Well, well it's a shame. Easter, your, your tradition is for something crazy to happen around Easter. So this year... Wow, we're in for a treat. <laughs> Absolutely right. That's right. Well, so you know, you're you're first year in, so you're really still transitioning a little bit. That's right. Uh, as as a pastor, and really to your role, we'll talk about that in a minute. But talk to me about how you are handling this whole crazy, um, you know, pandemic as, as a pastor of your church. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's new, and it was as for all pastors, it was just totally unexpected. So. For us, first, we had to figure out how do we keep the community? How do we uh, drop the fear among our people? So many people just afraid of so much. How do we manage information? How are we going to deliver services? And so connectiveness was important for us. And so, you know, we do what so many folks are doing. We are broadcasting Sunday morning live. We're actually doing that just on Facebook so that folks can uh, 
uh, we can watch the comments, but then we're using the Zoom rooms also because we think that, you know, that interaction is important also. So we're trying to do that, trying to make sure that our deacons are uh, taking care of our congregation every week. So, you know, just trying to make the connections and then to figure out all the other stuff, you know, the management, the money, the music, <laughs> all that stuff's out there for pastors too. So it's a lot, but man, man, God's good. You know, I think he's going to use this thing in some pretty powerful ways. Yeah, and all of your years in ministry, Steve, uh, being in second chair, wasn't it so gracious of God to put you in the senior pastor leadership position in the midst of a crisis? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Andy. Exactly right. It's kind of like, you know, we're going to test him out, you know. But again, uh, those trials uh, we talk about in John, you know, I guess this is because those who are doing good work get more uh, pruning. So uh, maybe this is just a little pruning expert here. That's right. We know you're doing a great job there at River Chase, and, and I know the people love you, and Mark and I, and a lot of people have been praying for you, and we're Thank excited you. to see how, how God continues to use you, and uh, to be on the scene for a year now, you know, you're starting to get to know the people, they're starting to get to know you, and, you know, in a few more years, uh, who knows, they 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 may even let you, uh, you know, do some things that, that pastors get to do. They may, they may let you... Uh, uh, drive their car or 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 uh feed you a <laughs> something i just want to know where their fishing hole is andy you know i mean you know show that, me where the goods that comes I, tell you a funny, top, I think this is a funny story but uh they voted back right after you know back last fall to put my name on the sign outside and finally about three weeks ago it got warm enough to put my name out there so it's been amazing how many folks now are going I thought you were always, the, you've been the pastor here for a year. I'm like, well, I have, but they finally, so the joke around here, Mark, has been, they finally put it in in permanent marker versus chalk. So I think that's right. Forward, you know, that's right. I mean, you've, it's been almost a year. Well, I, I guess we can let people know he's the pastor now, right? I, well, yeah. listen, so I want you to share a little bit about your story. First of all, Andy and I, we know you right. um, and known you a long time. Of course, my connection started from my wife. You were, you were my wife's student pastor yeah. uh, once upon a time. And so you, you used to be on staff at the church that I pastor now. And then Andy knows you through family and through uh, school and different things. You can share a little bit about that. But what I want you to do, because your story is very unique, and that's one reason we get people on our podcast is because we believe people need to hear stories and, and how God has, has moved and changed people's lives and worked in their lives and ministries. And, and you are certainly no exception to that. You, you, uh, you've been a second chair leader for a long time. Right. And, uh, and now you're a senior pastor. So walk us through your story and share as much or as little as you care to, because there's some personal, uh, personal things in there with your, with your first wife too, that you may want to share uh, that God used in your ministry too. Absolutely. So uh, my journey is I started out working for the Burger King in management. So back in Gardendale, up in your neck of the woods, Mark, and it was just a great time. And, and during that time, it just have, so happened that the student minister at the church you're currently serving, Fultondale First Baptist, uh, left to go to a new congregation. And he asked me, he said, hey, Steve, would you mind filling in as the student pastor? And God just had a work going on, man. And so I filled in as an interim for a while and then became the student minister and then became the uh, education and youth minister that first Baptist. And man, our student ministry when we started was literally a handful of students. 
and God blessed and prospered. And I don't know if your bride has ever told you, but there was a day where we actually had more students than we had adults in that worship room. And uh, so we started out there and God moved us from there down to Alexander City, Alabama, and had an opportunity to serve the First Baptist Church, Alex City. And that was a tremendous, tremendous time for us. That's kind of where our story took kind of a a bend. And when we were in Alexander City, as you guys know, my first wife, Lois, uh, contracted metastatic breast cancer. So we were there in Alexander City serving, and I served as the education administration pastor down there. Uh, she had cancer, and her cancer went into remission. So we were pretty excited about the fact she was in remission. We moved to back to Birmingham, and we came to Lakeside Baptist here in town. And believe it or not, guys, we were here two weeks uh, when Lois's cancer was active again. And as I look back on that, I see how God guides the steps of, of men and women to get us back here. So he got us back to Birmingham, and two weeks later, she, uh, her cancer became active. And as you guys know and others, uh, she lived about a year after that before she passed. And so that all happened back when I was in uh, almost 40. I was just in my late 30s back in that day. So we continued to serve Lakeside, and God brought a, a beautiful woman into my life, Melinda. And uh, Melinda's husband died of leukemia. And so it was just really neat how God was weaving our lives together. So we served there. We served out in Trustville for five years at the North Park Baptist Church. And then I got to go to Lifeway. And that was a cool gig because I got to drive all over the state, serve the pastors of Alabama, get to know churches, and just had a great time at Lifeway. Came back uh, and from Trustville, ended up serving at Trustville, then went to Brentwood, Tennessee, and you guys know the last 10 years prior to coming here, I served as the uh, um, education pastor at Brentwood Baptist. So that was a really cool gig. So it's been a fun journey. Believe it or not, guys, this is 35 years as a Christian educator and wow, one wow. year as a senior pastor. Wow. Well, you have, uh, you've had an impact on me personally and, and Mark as well, and a lot of people who probably are listening to the podcast. So we thank you for for your investment in a lot of us outside of the churches you served at. Uh, yes. Matter of fact, uh, just, just some conversations we've had, some resources you've, you've given us, it's, it's, it's been very, very helpful and encouraging yep. to me. And that's kind of what I wanted to ask you about. And in your time transitioning from being uh, just specifically in education now to becoming a senior pastor, all those years of serving, how did that help you? How did that prepare you to now serve in the role where you're at, that transition from being the second chair guy to being the lead pastor? I think the first thing, Andy, that really jumps out to me is, is that I sort of know how second chair leaders feel. And so one of the things that was really important to me was to love my staff well and to value them and to treat them as I was treated and wanted to be treated as a second chair leader. So that was one of the neat, neat things that happened was to learn how to listen and love and respect uh, my colleagues well and to value and bring them up. I think the other thing that all of those years did, and it's pretty pertinent to this podcast, is the fact that all of those years I was a discipleship pastor. So God was working in me through the old Sunday school years, up through the changing forms of discipleship over the last few years. So to be a discipleship pastor now, or a pastor with a heart of discipleship, 
I think is one of the key changes. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I'm most thankful for is the fact that, you know, I see my role as that of a, a lead disciple maker, if you will, or a disciple who's making disciples. And I know that's what you guys are about too. That's one of the things that excites me. You mentioned the things that I've given to you. That's, that goes both ways, guys, because I love what you're now giving back uh, to the discipleship and pastors of, of our state and around the uh, country. Well, you have, you have, like I said, you've helped and encouraged me. And what you just said was very encouraging. You know, I think a lot of guys who maybe who have never served on a staff role other than being the pastor, what they're hearing you say is very important. Um, there's, there's a humility that comes from serving in the second chair. There's a, a willingness to submit to somebody who is over you, but it makes you that much more sensitive and aware to that as the lead person, Yeah, how you can encourage and help and love on those who, who you are now their, their boss, I guess uh, would be a way to say that. So, so let's look at that on the other side now, now as, as being the senior leader, what are some things that maybe you are more aware of or sensitive to that you've kind of immediately tried to hone in on and implement as, as a senior leader, helping lead your staff? Yeah, I think, again, uh, establishing our, our culture, uh, realizing the change takes time, so being able to introduce new language, that's been a, a really big thing, is to make sure that they understand what we mean uh, when we use the word disciple maker or discipleship. Mm -hmm. They understand when we talk about things like love God, make disciples, and live sent. Uh, where we're headed and what we're trying to accomplish in each of those things. So we're trying to hone in there. We're trying to make sure that our preaching and our messaging is clear and not only clear uh, to call out disciple makers among the community, but to equip and encourage them. Because I think so many times disciple makers and congregants or uh, lay members are so, uh, uh, they just don't have the confidence yet that they need to share the gospel and they need to realize God's given them everything that they need. Amen. So one of my goals is to try to equip our congregation to say, you have everything you need, especially if you have the Holy Spirit in your life, just, man, go do it. And uh, so that, that co encouragement, confidence, I think is part of a big part of what we're trying to do. Hmm. That's awesome. And I think, I mean, I, I know, because I know you, I know God is using your, your enthusiasm, your passion uh, to, to encourage the folks uh, there at River Chase. I know that. Uh, I know that's your leadership style and God's going to use that. And, and it's a much needed thing in that environment. So talk to us a little bit though, because again, being, being, uh, you know, 35 years in second chair in education, uh, you know, ministry and in that chair of, of church leadership, and now one year in your role as a pastor, what are some things that maybe have surprised you uh, about the role of a pastor that you just didn't expect? Uh, being transparent with you, I, I, I've learned that the uh, monkey really is on the pastor's back and the butt really does stop in his office so many times. And I think as a second chair leader, transparently, we tend to take that for granted so many times. We yeah. didn't realize the actual burdens that a pastor has. And so the way that fleshes itself out is, as you guys know, you can choose a subject and there's strong opinions on both sides of it. And so both ears are, are getting filled with these opinions. And then when you want to love your congregation well, I think the hardest thing is to figure out how do you lead and love well when 
their both opinions are equally represented in your congregation. That's been the biggest challenge for me. And I think the big, second biggest challenge was something that we talked about the last time we were physically all together. And that is the, the jump from being a teacher where you can have conversation to being a, a preacher, a proclaimer, where you're presenting a message for 20, 25 minutes. So those were the two biggest challenges. And uh, thankfully, uh, the second one's getting better. The first one, I don't know. I still have uh, both ears, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't well, know if just that your, ever gets better. Yeah, it does. I was going to say, just your willingness to admit that's good because uh, I'll never forget I had been in ministry probably five or six years and I sat down by a gentleman who he was probably 78 to 80 years old and been in ministry for 60 years probably. And we were both sharing the duties of performing a funeral. He put his arm around me. He said, Hey son, he said, do you know what to say at these things yet? And I said, no, sir. And he said, well, good. He said, if you ever get it figured out, let me know. I'm still working. On <laughs> so, so that's been my mindset all through ministry is, you know what? I ain't got this figured out yet. Uh, and yeah. uh, I, I, right. I worry about those who do say they've got it figured out. Yeah, exactly. I jokingly have told people that for me to move into the senior pastor role, in many ways, I feel like a junior high boy again. You know, I mean, the layup doesn't lay in just as easy as it once did. The clothes don't fit like they once did. But the good thing is, is I'm going to be a senior high boy one day. And although I won't know the answer, at least my clothes will fit and I'll be able to get my layup back, right? That's awesome. I love that analogy. That's fantastic. That is good. Yeah. Well, uh, well Mark's, Mark's got something you want to say. Go ahead, Mark. No, no, you go right ahead, man. Oh, okay. Well, I, didn't, I didn't mean to step on We're about on to ask the same stuff. question, I'm Probably pretty sure. Probably so, yeah. <laughs> But as, as much as you have encouraged uh, Mark and me and others, I know, like, just listening to this short time we've got to spend together on this podcast has been helpful. And if, if you had maybe one or two things to say to somebody who's listening, maybe it, it may be addressing something they're going through right now, how to pastor your people well in the midst of crisis, uh, having been through uh, a major crisis by losing a spouse or going through a crisis right now as a senior leader, still trying to learn your way through all of this and, and in the midst of trying to love your people well right now, or it may be how to, how to lead your staff well. Is there something maybe you wanted to kind of share with us that you feel like would be encouraging to somebody as they listen? Thanks, Andy. And, and yeah, I, I know exactly what the message of my heart is there. And that is the fact that, you know, God's with us, God's sovereign, God's powerful. And, you know, all of us have driven through the storms of life, man. We're either uh, in a storm, headed in a storm, or coming out of a storm. And so the reality of it is, is, is that when you're in the middle of the storm, you know, and the rain's just pounding down on you or on the windshield of the car, it's hard to see. But if we can just continue to, to trust God, to continue to move forward, to continue to drive, eventually the rain stops. And eventually that rain causes growth and harvest in our lives. And so uh, I think the word of encouragement is, is just to continue to trust God and to realize that he's God and what he's doing in us. And I think the other word of encouragement for me is, is that encouragement's easy, encouragement's free. And so many times we tend to look at the half empty side of life and man, I choose to look at the half full side of life to find ways to be an encourager, to find ways to literally ask questions about how other people are doing. 
there's a true story. I, I uh, was at a, the Southern Baptist Convention over in Atlanta, guys, a number of years ago, and Rick Warren was the key speaker. And so I slipped out right at the end of his message, walked out and sat down on a bus and uh, uh, to go back to the hotel. And Rick literally walked off the stage and walked onto the bus where I was. And he was the second person on the bus. I sat down in the first seat, could have sat anywhere. And he sat down right beside me. And I was <laughs> a young student pastor from Fultondale First Baptist Church back in those days. And the first thing Rick Warren said to me that day was, what's God doing in your life? How's God blessing your ministry? Didn't talk about anything he had just said. Didn't talk about purpose-driven life, any book. He asked about me and tell me about your ministry to the students there at Fultondale. And I've never forgot that. So wow. if we can be encouragers, if we can ask people how God's blessing their ministry and focus on them, if we can just trust that God really is sovereign and who he says he is, man, that's the words of encouragement for me that I have today. Mm, that is awesome. Couldn't, I mean, it couldn't be any better than that. I, I'm, uh, man, I'm, I'm challenged and encouraged, man. I'm going to I'm gonna go back and think, well, who am I asking those questions to? That's awesome. Well, Steve, thank you so much. And uh, we, we, we hate we couldn't be in person uh, for this, but there will be that time when we get together. And, but yeah. we thank you so much for joining us and, and being so gracious to be, be a part of the podcast. And, and you certainly have encouraged us, and we know those listening are better encouraged and equipped to lead the local church. And uh, we thank you, and, and we'll see you next time. All right, man. Love you guys and tell the family hi. Everybody, we'll see you soon. Thank you, Steve. We love you too. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app.